Section 2 of Cicero's Speeches Against Catalina. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schempf. Speeches Against Catalina by Marcus Tullius Cicero. With introduction and notes by Ernest Alfred Upcott. Note A. The above sketch follows in the main the traditional account of the Catalinarian conspiracy, which has been generally accepted by latter historians. It is fair to add that some writers have adopted a different view, which may be thus briefly stated. They believe that historians have been mistaken in regarding Catalina as the leader of a mere band of desperadoes, that his so-called conspiracy was really an act of revolt against the authority of the Senate on the part of the whole democratic party of which he was the recognized leader a similar movement in fact to those which had been organized by gaius gracchus in one twenty three b c by saturninus in one hundred b c by marcus lepidus in seventy eight b c and others that he was driven to use force by the opposition of the optimates to his schemes and that Cicero, as the spokesman of the latter, purposely misrepresented him as the leader of an anarchist conspiracy, whose sole object was confiscation and plunder. The received account is derived almost entirely from two sources, the speeches and writings of Cicero, and the history of the Catalinarian conspiracy by Sallust, written probably about 44 B.C. The former is undoubtedly a prejudiced witness, and statements resting on his authority alone must be received with caution. Sallust, however, was a partisan of Caesar and a member of the Democratic Party. He had, consequently, no motive to represent the character of Catalina as worse than it really was, especially as his patron Caesar was commonly supposed to have been implicated in the first conspiracy, 66 B.C., if not the second also. He certainly hints that the worst charges against Catalina, which he repeats, rested on very doubtful authority. But as to the main features of the conspiracy, he confirms Cicero on every point, and this is a strong argument in favor of the received account. The question is too large to be fully discussed within the limits of this book. Those who wish to see the contrary view maintained with great spirit and ability should read the very interesting article in Catalina Clodius and Tiberius by Professor E. S. Beasley. End of note A.